just some shit I wrote about when I was broke. See the power of the mind is not a joke. Man, I said that I would do it and I Hey, what's up guys? Welcome back to Golden State of Mind, the podcast where we focus on mindset and improving our future. You're listening to Steve. I'm your host, and as always, I just want to say thank you guys for taking the time to listen. If you get any value out of this, please share it with friends, families, loved ones, people you care about, so that we can all grow and improve together. Now, we always bounce around to keep the balance, and today we're going to hop into some business 101. This is probably the, the main subject we talk about because it covers finances, and finances are one of the key tools needed in order to live a healthy and financially free life, which is what most people are working towards. The reason we all work, the reason we all go to school, the reason we're always busy is because we're trying to take care of ourselves, our family, our future. And usually that starts with finances, it starts with health, it starts with time. And we're always in a rush to try to get all this stuff accomplished and balanced. And so a lot of us start to work for people or we end up finding businesses that we can possibly open. We do side hustles. We do all kinds of different things to try to make our ends meet when it comes to money. And of course, one of the biggest things is when you start a business, when you start making a side hustle or doing something to make money, a lot of times, who would we want to make money with? It's our friends. And a lot of people tell you to don't mix business with friends and family. Do you guys agree or disagree? That is the question. And for myself, I have started my own business. I have hired a handful of my friends and I can tell you from firsthand experience, majority of them no longer work for me. I have lost friends in the process of doing it, and I've also kept friends in the process of doing it. And every time I bring somebody aboard, I learn a little bit more and I get a little bit better at hiring and firing and what I should and shouldn't do. And from learning... Through experience, I can maybe share with you guys some of that stuff so that you can maybe get some tips from it and you don't have to go through some of the heartache that I've gone through and it can make your entrepreneurship or your business or side hustle grow a lot faster without damaging any friendships in along the way. And so I'll give you guys a few examples of some of the things that I've been through and then I'll give you guys some tips on what I think are some important things you should do when it comes to hiring friends. So for those who don't know me, I'm a tattoo artist. I started from nothing. I learned how to tattoo. I paid for an apprenticeship. I got fired. I opened up my own shop. I did everything on my own. I learned on my own. And 12 years later, I'm here where I'm at now traveling, tattooing, collecting trophies, building passive income, growing my business, helping others and trying to reach the same goal that everybody else is, which is just financial security and having something for my family when I'm gone so that they're okay. 
in the process of this whole 12 year journey that I've been along the way, I've started to grow my business and hire people. And of course, who else would you want to make money with rather than your friends? I would love to be around them all day because those are the people I know and I'm comfortable with. And if we can get money together, by all means, why not? The only problem is if you're going into a business, a lot of times people don't have the money or they are scared to do it alone. So they go in 50-50 with a partner. And a lot of times it's a friend unless they go in with a business partner. But if they don't have a business partner and they're starting the business with somebody, they go in 50-50 with a friend. Right there is always kind of scary in my perspective. To me, it's a red flag because you already know in any 50-50 scenario, whether it's a relationship, whether it's parenting, whether it's a business, whatever you do, someone is always going to carry more weight than the other person. That's a God-given fact. Someone is always going to carry more weight. Someone is always going to be more lazy. Someone is always going to be late. Someone is always going to cause the problems. It can bounce back and forth or it could just be one person. But that's always going to happen. So that usually affects the business. And that usually causes drama to where the business's future is very rocky. Because the expectations that were set in the beginning were not firm. And so when the problems start to occur and the other person is late and spending money and going on vacation and not carrying their weight, not answering the emails or not doing their part, it causes resentment. It causes um, there to be issues in the energy and the communication between one another. And that can stem into problems with the future of the business. It can cause that person to want to leave and go start their own business somewhere else or cut you out. It can cause a lot of trouble. So I always say, if you are able to do it on your own, do it on your own. That's one less person you got to deal with. That's one less headache. That's one less problem, especially if you're starting out. If you're advanced and you're on a bigger level, If you have multiple businesses, multiple things going on, you have tons of moving parts, you have tons of employees, it's probably harder for you to do something on your own. So that falls into where now you have to draw the line on expectations. And if you're going to go into another business, now you have two businesses, five businesses, 10 businesses, your time is very, very tight. And you may not be able to contribute as much as the other person. However, you may be contributing with your finances and investing. You may be contributing in your knowledge and experience. You may be contributing in your connections and who you know and how you're able to put things together for the company. So someone else is going to be okay with carrying that 60% or 75% just as long as you do your 25% once a week and do your check-in and do your numbers, your accounting, or whatever it is that your specialty is, if you're doing that 25% and that was negotiated in the beginning, then you have the abilities to scale and grow on a bigger level. But if you're just starting out and it's a 50-50 business, you guys need to figure out what your expectations are in the very beginning so it doesn't cause any trouble like that, you guys expectations is the biggest thing when you have friends 
a lot of people can forget that it's a business. And so people can start to get comfortable and people can start to play around and time gets wasted and you're on the clock and the goal is to make profit. And if you guys are just bullshitting and not doing anything, what's going to happen with the growth of the business? Things are going to slow down. Things are not going to get met. Deadlines are not going to get met. Things are not going to get done. So sometimes having friends that work with you can be a distraction. And there you have to draw the line again, especially if it's employer and employee, you're the boss and they're the worker. You have to understand that even though when we clock out, we're equal and we're friends, when we're clocked in and we are working, we are not equal. If you work for me, then that means I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm going to give you objectives i'm going to give you missions and it's your task to finish them and complete them and if you do not just like any other business there may be a consequence there may be something to where you will get fired you will get written up or you may be replaced it's not personal it's business and that's why you are going into business to make money, to take care of your family, to bring that money home, to take care of your bills. You're not there to play. You're not there to hang out. If you're able to do that, it's a bonus. But there's a goal and there's an objective. And you can have a fun time completing this objective of making your money, doing your sales, getting your emails, building whatever it is you do. But there is overall objective. And a lot of times, when people are working for you, they can forget that, especially if they're your friends. So making it clear in the very beginning is very important. It's, I'm going to keep bouncing back to that a lot because everything is make it clear in the beginning. The clearer you are in the beginning, there's no arguments that can be made later on. There's no assume that this person is going to be this way. There's no... Um, wish for the best that this person's going to be this way. There's no give them um, benefit of the doubt. None of that stuff exists when it comes to business. Draw the line and give your expectations on what needs to be done and how it needs to be done. And that there's a one month trial period. You have three warnings. And after that, if it doesn't get any better, unfortunately, we're going to have to let you go. I always recommend that when you do your sit down, your interview, and you draw the line of the boundaries that you have, the expectations that you have, always let them know the consequences of what will happen if these are not met. Let them know how your system works. Do you have a warning system where you get written up, where you get a, a disciplinary, something happens, and after three of those, you get fired? Do you get sent home? What is the consequence? And let them know that while you're on the clock, this is business. It's not friends and it's not personal. So if someone is not the right fit for your business, you can fire them because they are not bringing you any value. However, once you're off the clock, you guys can still go eat. You can have a beer. You can hang out. You can have a good time. The problem is people become emotional and I don't want to hang out with you because you just fired me. So you messed up my friendship with you. And now because of that, you lost a friend in the process of trying to help your friend have a job. That's something I've had 
happened to me multiple times to where I've tried to hire friends and for many reasons, they all didn't work out. And it's unfortunate because I would love to work with people I'm friends with. I would love to grow financially with people I'm friends with and be around those guys as well. But business-wise, we aren't compatible. Some were too in their head to where they would talk themselves out of it. And before they even started tattooing, they were able to talk themselves out of it and tell they didn't believe in themselves and they told themselves that it was impossible, it's too permanent. If they did it, they are going to be messing people up and damaging their skin. And it's just so much overwhelming um, power for them to have that they couldn't see themselves putting people at risk and just being over the top, which is super extreme. And it's my simple response is there's tons of horrible tattoo artists out there. Every day people are getting horrible tattoos. You're only going to be horrible for so long. You're going to get better and then you're going to get amazing. And I'm going to make sure that you're doing that too because you represent our shop. They allow fear to stop them and they talk themselves out of it. And so they never pursue it and it never happens. We're still great friends. We still get along. I've had like four or five friends that have been in the scenario with me where I pitched it to them like, you know what, you're struggling. I can teach you how to tattoo. If you enjoy art, if you enjoy doing this, I can help you. But it never gets past that conversation. And so I don't press the issue afterwards. I leave them be and I it is what it is. And I wish them the best on their journey. It's just they're not doing the journey with me but we all both have the same endpoint that we hope to get to. I've also had the people where they do take that plunge and I hire them, but then it falls into the same category. Are you going to grind and hustle as hard as me? Now, I grind pretty hard. I hustle pretty hard. I am aware of that and I have zero expectations that anyone is going to match me because I go hard. Anyone who knows me knows I don't stop working. I enjoy the hustle. I categorize myself as a hustler, not a tattooer. So majority of the time, I'm on hustle mode. And tattooing is just a vehicle. It's a stepping stone to get me to the next destination. If I can make more money doing a different hustle, I will slow down on my tattooing. I can make it secondary. I can do it passively. And it will be more of a hobby like how it once was when I first got started. When I got started tattooing, it was for survival and to pay bills. And it was something I could be good at and enjoy. And as I got better and better and busier, hustling it made me into the business that I am today. I love tattooing. But if you took it away from me, I would be able to find something else and I would be able to grow just give me a couple more years and I will build that up to the same way I built up tattooing. And that's the difference between being a tattooer and being a hustler in my perspective. If you gave me architect, if you gave me cooking, if you gave me nails, hair, clothing, whatever it is you give me, if you give me time to build it, I can find a way to build it and I will do by any means necessary. I realize that other people aren't that way. And so I let them know in the very beginning, my expectations for them are not as high as mine. However, I do expect them to put in the work and I do expect them to be as motivated as possible, self-motivated, 
and I'm there along the way to hold their hand and try to get them to the finish line. I am always going to give somebody 100% of my time, my value, my education, my motivation, everything, if they give that same 100% back to me. But if they start to give me only 50%, I am not going to waste my time giving them all my energy because they don't want it as bad. If I'm trying to provide for someone, help someone, give them income so they can take care of their future, their life, and get a better future, and they don't want it as bad as I want it for them, I'm going to draw the line there, and I'm going to let them know that they need to step it up, and if they don't, they're going to get cut. And a lot of times, unfortunately, this is the number one problem for me, is that the people that work for me or get hired for me or do apprenticeships with me don't want it as bad and I'm here trying to help them I'm here trying to set goals for them I'm here trying to give them a better future and be the mentor that they never had the mentor I never had and I had to learn the hard way and as I'm spoon feeding them and handing them everything they don't want it as bad and they don't try and they start to slack off, they start to get lazy, and they start to not get their tasks done. And because of that, they get warnings. And after multiple warnings and being very nice and very polite and very genuine about it, if they do not change the way they operate, unfortunately, I have to let them go. They're not the right fit. And that's because I want somebody who wants it. And if they don't want it, I'm not going to force them. It's the same thing like someone being an addict. If they don't want to get clean, you can't force them to get clean. If somebody is to not want to be in a relationship, you can't force them to be in a relationship. And they just don't want it as bad as you and you have to let them go. With those people, it's the same thing. It's not personal. It's business. And unfortunately, it just doesn't work out. We have different wants and needs. And if we can agree upon that, we are not a right fit, then wish them the best. But unfortunately, they can't be with us in this business. And that's how you're able to let somebody go in a nicer way, a non-hostile way, and a friendly way so that you're not damaging your friendship. Some people can take it personal and they don't want to be your friends anymore, while others will understand and there's no love lost. Like I said, I've experienced both and the people who matter and want to be in your life will stay in your life. They will understand. And then there's people in your life who will be more emotional and upset, take things personal, make things negative and all about them. There's nothing you can do about that either. You can only wish them the best as well. And hopefully they get a sense of awareness later on in life where someone changes their perspective and things get better. But until then, you have to do what's best for your business because at the end of the day, that's how you take care of yourself, your family, and put food on the table. So if you're going into business with any friends, my number one thing is draw the line in the beginning. All the expectations that are needed, that need to be met, have your system of what you want done exactly. Don't assume and don't think that people can read your mind. The clearer you are, the less headache, the less drama, the less stress you're going to deal with. 
and let them know that if things don't go the right way, that it's not going to affect your friendship. If you are willing to hire anybody, we always think the good things that are going to happen. Just be aware that you have a possibility that you are going to have to fire that person too. So can you fire your family member? Can you fire your friend? Can you fire your spouse? Those are all things you need to consider. If you are hiring your spouse, remember, you gave them the job of being your spouse for a reason because that is what you chose them for. You did not choose them to be your accountant. You did not choose them to be your inventory keeper. You did not choose them to be your assistant. So be aware that if you give these titles to your spouses, they may not be the best at it. And if that causes drama, if that causes arguments, if that messes up dinner time or going to bed or any of those things, expectations need to be drawn. And I can tell you firsthand, my wife is horrible at setting appointments. She wanted to help. She wanted to contribute to my extremely busy schedule. So she said she wanted to help do appointments. I showed her my system on how I operate and do things. And she destroyed everything. She lit it up and burned it all down. She wrote the wrong dates. She wrote the wrong prices. She wrote the wrong body parts. I don't need some of the things I don't even know how you can mess up. And she messed them up. I learned very fast that was not her strength. I don't know why, but it was not her strength. However, she's an amazing assistant and she's amazing at taking care of all the bills and doing that. So that is her department. I never have to look at any bills that come into the house. She covers all of them. The ones that are consistent are on auto pay. She makes sure that it stays on auto pay and there's no bumps. The ones that need to get paid, she takes care of and makes sure that they get done before the deadline. Anything that comes in the mail, she scans and takes care of and proofreads. And if it's something that requires my attention, she can relay the message so that it's not just wasting my time. I don't need to read every single thing. My time is in the studio doing tattoos. So if she can take care of it, it helps us. If it needs my attention, she'll let me know. She's amazing at doing that stuff. She gets all those things done. And that then allows me to have more time to focus on my craft. And so I'm able to do more in my department with my strengths. If you were to switch roles with me, she married me for who I am. And she knows what my strengths and weaknesses are. If you were to take me and put me in the kitchen... I would be exactly the same as how she was setting my appointments. That's not my strength. Can I cook? Yes, enough to survive, enough to do the bare minimum. I know how to do enough for, to be a single bachelor and get by. But I'm not an amazing chef. I don't have the time. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the experience. I don't have the equipment and education on how to do everything. So I know that's not where I shine. If I can be an assistant and just be an extra hand, I'll do that. If I'm that person to clean up after dinner or do dishes, cool, I could do all that stuff. But I know prepping and preparing is not my department. She knows that. I know that. It causes less arguments. It causes less headaches. The dinner doesn't get messed up. Everything 
flows smoothly. And so I allow her to do what she's good at, and she allows me to do what I'm good at. And if we are not good at a certain task, we make sure not to do it. That also relates to me hiring friends. I've hired people and fired them thinking that I did the right thing. Then I later considered, as a leader, it's my job to put them in the right position. If I put them in the wrong position, could that have been my fault? It's always awareness, self-awareness, always pointing the finger to yourself. I never point the finger at the people I fire. I always say, what did I do wrong for them to get fired? What could I have done differently? And if you're putting someone in the wrong position, always question, maybe they can be doing something else. If they are horrible at tattooing, can they be the person who preps? Can they be the person who runs the errands? Can they be the shop cleaner? Can they be the appointment setter? Are there different jobs where they can be valuable? Find what works with each individual because we all have different strengths and weaknesses whether it's communication whether it's hands-on whether it's the labor find their strength and put that person in the department that you think suits them best even if they don't think so sometimes it's not always having to cut the person off but maybe making a shift and a pivot into the where they can excel and win And if you can figure that out, just like a a sports team, you can win a championship. But it all falls under the leadership. Business is a journey. You're only going to learn through experience. Even hearing it from somebody else, it gives you advice and awareness. But at the end of the day, you got to go through it and you'll learn whether the hard way or the easy way. But either way, you're going to learn. So I wish you guys the best on your journey. And I hope you get some value out of this. And I will see you guys next week. Have a good one.